Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to day 771 of our three-year journey through the Word of God together. We are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 today. So we're starting a new New Testament letter. We just started Song of Solomon a couple days ago. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we do so. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for condescending to speak to us, to reveal yourself to us, to, to show us who you are. You are good and you are gracious and you love us. And it is amazing to think how well we are loved by you. Father, would you write your word on our hearts today? Would you give us faith to receive it, a mind to understand it, a life prepared by your spirit to respond and bear fruit from your word being sown in us this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake? And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. That is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. So the church of Thessalonica was in Greece, present-day Greece. Um, the two provinces that are mentioned are Macedonia and Achaia. Macedonia we is northern Greece, and Achaia is the southern part of Greece. Um, and they're separated by a, by a thin isthmus, and that isthmus is kind of where Corinth is. Um, but Thessalonica is uh, just slightly in that northern part of Greece. And Paul had, had ministered there when he was in Greece. Um, he had been in Philippi, and he had been in Athens, he had been in Corinth, and around that same time he was in uh, Thessalonica, and he got a good reception from them. And that reception is made reference to here uh, in this letter. Paul's not writing this letter alone. He's writing it with Silvanus, who's also known as Silas. In the book of Acts, he's called Silas, and then in Paul's letters when he co-authors several of Paul's letters. He is Silvanus. And then Timothy, who was Paul's um, helper, assistant, um, mentee. Paul was the mentor and Timothy was the mentee. And so they're writing to the church. The church 
of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have two letters to the Thessalonians, first and second, and they're written right back to back. Paul sends off first Thessalonians and he immediately uh, sends off second Thessalonians. He's dealing with some problems in Thessalonica uh, related to some false teachings concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and what impact that has on the present day of disciples. And so as we get further into the book, that will come out. We'll come out, um, you know, more about the second coming of Jesus. We actually learn probably the most about the second coming of Jesus in First uh, and Second Thessalonians than we do in any other book of the New Testament. Um, Revelation obviously teaches a lot about it, but in Thessalonians it's, it's a little bit more clear because it's not apocalyptic literature. But that's coming. That's yet in the future. Um, here, God, um, God is writing to the Thessalonians through these three men and giving them a word of encouragement, encouraging them. It's always good if you have a correction to make to someone to begin with a word of encouragement, to thank God. It's one of the principles of biblical conflict resolution or conflict mediation. If you have a conflict with someone, don't just go right into the conflict, but but remember, and, and don't just do it like to butter them up to soften the blow. Sincerely remember the good. Give thanks for what is right, for what God has done. And that's exactly what we see Paul doing first. He's going to have some things to say to this church that are going to be corrective in nature. But first he's saying, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. If you, if you have a concern with someone else, are you praying for them? Are you giving thanks for them? Do you remember them before your God and Father, your mutual God and Father, remembering the good work that God has done? That's so key to having right relationships with our fellow believers. Paul and Silas and Timothy say that they're constantly giving thanks they're constantly praying for the Thessalonians. They remember how much this church has been faithful, naming three things, their work of faith, their labor of love, and their steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So they worked by faith in Christ. They labored in love in Christ, and they have a steadfast hope in Christ. And so they, they back that up by saying, we know that God has chosen you. We know that God has chosen you. How can they know that? Well, it's very simple. Because when they were in Thessalonica and they were preaching the gospel, it was received with not just words making eardrums vibrate, but with power in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. God uses his word and his spirit to convict and to convert lost sinners whom he has chosen for salvation. That's the consistent teaching of the New Testament. God uses his preached word and the power of the Holy Spirit working through the preached word to convict and to convert lost sinners whom he has chosen. That's exactly what Paul's telling us here. We know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. That's what they know about the Thessalonians. 
Now they're reminding the Thessalonians what they should know about them, what the Thessalonians should remember about Paul, Silas, and Timothy. And that is that they were honorable men. They were men worthy of imitation. They were men who had a joy in the Lord, and yet, because of the gospel, also suffered affliction. And that's what the Thessalonians learned how to do. They imitated Paul in receiving the word in much affliction, and yet having much joy as well. So, receive the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. That is something that only comes from God, and that is the mark of the Holy Spirit's real work, is to say, I rejoice in the Lord, I rejoice in the gospel, I rejoice in the hope that is steadfast for me in Christ, that is secure in heaven for me in Christ, even in affliction. Normally, affliction would cause us to run away and want to give up, or we could become arrogant and joyful as long as we're getting what we want, right? But joy in affliction is a sign of the true gospel working. That's one sign that they became imitators of Paul, Silas, and Timothy by receiving the word in much affliction and with the joy of the Holy Spirit. But the other sign that God is working through them evidently is that the word of the Lord's gone forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia. So going out from the Thessalonians, the two major Greek provinces, Macedonia and Achaia, heard the word of the Lord going out from them. So growth, multiplication, evangelism, outreach, that's another sign. Receiving and then spreading. Receiving how? With the joy of the Holy Spirit in much affliction and spreading how? Spreading far and wide in a fruitful way. The report that was spreading out about them is that they turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. And here's our first hint about the second coming and how that's central to this book. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. So we turn to the living God from dead idols. We turn to the true God from false gods. And we wait for the son of God to come from heaven Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So here's here's an opportunity for us to just do a heart check. Did we receive the word of God with power, with full conviction? When we hear the word of God now, when we hear it preached, when we hear it taught, when we hear it read, do we receive it with the power of conviction? Does it cut us to the heart? Do we receive it with the joy of the Holy Spirit, even if we know it's going to bring us affliction. Because let's be honest, in many ways, following Jesus is harder in this world than not following Jesus. It brings more suffering. It brings more trial. It brings more adversity. It brings more attack. And yet, is there also more joy in the Holy Spirit in the midst of all that to say, I am a child of God. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I have a sure hope in heaven. I have the love of the Father. I have the forgiveness of Christ, I have everything I need, and so I will rejoice even in affliction. And then do we spread? Does it go out from us? Are we telling others about what God has done for us? And are we serving? Are we actively serving 
the true and living God and turning our back on the idols of the world, idols of fame and pleasure and and passivity and entertainment and status and ego and whatever. Are we turning our back on all those dead and false gods and are we serving the living and true God and are we waiting with an expectant hope for the Son of God to come from heaven? It's a good opportunity for us to do a heart check today and to pray if any of those things are lacking. It doesn't mean you're not a child of God. It doesn't mean you're not chosen. But if there's conviction that comes, it says, you know, I'm not spreading the word as much as I should. You know, I'm not really waiting for Jesus. I've become complacent. I've become idle. I've become comfortable. I'm not really serving the living and true God. I'm My heart is being pulled after idols. There's an opportunity to pray and to say, Lord, make me more like Jesus. Make me more like Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Make me more like these believers in Thessalonica. Make me more earnest and fruitful in the gospel. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need you. We need your Holy Spirit to bring full conviction. And in that conviction, to bring us joy and to bring us fruitfulness and faithfulness. This is your work in us. We need you. Would you do that work in our hearts today? Thank you so much for Jesus who saves us from the wrath to come. Thank you so much for Jesus who reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you so much for your Holy Spirit who brings conviction and joy, even in the midst of affliction. Help us to continue to trust you. Give us the grace to follow you and bear fruit for your glory in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining me for First Thessalonians chapter 1. There's much more good, good stuff on tap for us in this book. But for the next couple of days, we're going back to Song of Solomon. So I hope you can join me for Song of Solomon 3 and 4 in the next couple of days. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.